What's up, guys? Good morning. Good morning. Good morning. What's up, Mr. Sperry? How we doing? Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Right? Never know when they're watching, where they're watching. Oh my gosh, this is going to be a really good conversation. You guys, I cannot wait to connect with you guys and also um, just share some of the brains of one of my most favorite people. Um, he really doesn't need an introduction, um, but I always like to share a bit of personal you know, connection and how I got to know Rob. Um, once I got to know him, you know, face to face and person to person, I knew that it was, he was someone I was going to hang with for a long time. Um, he is a man of few words. I find that your messages are so polished and so well-trained. It's so evident that you have, you've grown yourself over a very long time. You can always tell those that have, because they're able to speak with fewer words, but more powerful impact with their message. And when I think about that, Rob, I, I think about you. And you guys, just so you know, by the way, if you're tuning in, you better say, hey, say what's up, guys. If you're catching it on a replay, let us know when you're catching it so we can kind of get an idea of when people are tuning into these things. Um, but you know, when I when I first met Rob, he didn't actually know that we met. I just knew that he was going to be someone that was going to be in my life. Um, friends, this takes you back to like 2017, right? 2017. Have you ever seen people or been captivated by their messages um, and you've never met them before? Maybe Rob's that person for you too. Maybe I'm that person for you. But way back when Rob was part of Eric Worre's uh, social media summit, which I knew that those guys didn't have much preparation before they were on stage, on camera, around the world, broadcasting. And I remember when he spoke, I thought, man, this guy is sharp. So I started tuning into more of his stuff. More importantly, and this is what any any trainer, any mentor, anybody, any one of us out there loves to hear this type of feedback that before I even spoke to him, I started implementing many of his practices. I started implementing things that he was teaching and I got my own personal conviction like that. Hey, this guy, not only did I think he was sharp, but what he says is actually working really well for me. And when you start to stay close to people like that and you start implementing what it is you're learning from them, I promise you the universe aligns. And now fast forward, however many years later, I, I usually attend at least one of Rob's uh, high-end masterminds every year. Um, and he's someone that I would consider a friend, someone that is dependable, reliable. Um, and I'm so excited for him to share some of his golden nuggets with you all today. Rob, for anybody that doesn't know you, hop in here and tell them a little bit about yourself. Well, thanks for the introduction. I appreciate it. And I think of when you talk about, you know, man, a few words, um, it's kind of always been the goal. Uh, it wasn't always the case, but I remember hearing something from Jim Rohn and he said, there's power in brevity. And I remember thinking about that. And then he referenced Jesus Christ. He's like, like, look at, look at the Bible. He's like, Jesus Christ. He says, come follow me. And then that's it. It drops the mic, right? And just walks away. And I thought, wow, that's so true. 
That's so true. The things that we know to be true, it seems like the more confidence we have and the more knowledge and certainty we have, the easier it is to simplify things. And so that's always been a goal. And and whenever I feel like I have to give like the craziest, most compli complicated explanation, if I can't simplify it at the end, I'm like, ah, it doesn't matter if it sounded really impressive or good, right? Uh, it doesn't, it doesn't do any good, but it's been fun. It's been fun. I know we've been able to hang out at so many different masterminds and really gotten to know you and your business at a whole new level. We always got the private conversations as well of what's going on in the industry. And I'll give you guys just a really quick recap. I started in this industry in 2008. I was a tennis guy. I, I played tennis growing up and then I played college tennis, a little semi-pro tennis. And that was the only thing I knew. <coughs> And from that, and just so you guys know, I do have like a man cold, but you guys, I mean, I know you're like, he doesn't have a man cold. If he had a man cold, he'd be in the hospital. You're like, mm, you know, just sucking it up, right? Suck it up, buttercup and go. But uh, I did that uh, tennis, 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 tennis. And then after that, I had my dream job. So I thought I ran a tennis club, did that for several years. And that's where I got introduced actually to the network marketing profession, which was incredible. Lots of highs, lots of lows. I became the number one recruiter out of a million distributors, which what that means is I just failed forward really, really fast. Um, the lowest of lows where I worked 80 hours a week and I made less than $400 for the month, right? Uh, I remember my first December and that's where that happened, where I worked and worked and worked and worked and my check came in and it was less than $400 for the month. And I literally remember thinking, I could have gone to work at McDonald's making minimum wage and I would have made a lot more money. So it was very difficult uh, going through many of those setbacks or, or learning lessons or failures, whatever, however you perceive those uh, to fail, fail my way forward. But that's really what I did is, is I never thought I was the fastest or the best starting out at anything. But I always felt like I was as, as tough as, as anyone, and I had that grit. And so I just continued to learn, 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 right? And just apply it and get a little better and get a little better. And, and that comes from my tennis background where, you know, in tennis, the most dominating year of all time was Novak Djokovic. I think it was 2011. He won 56% of his points. That's like complete domination. So in tennis, even though I was a really good tennis player, like it was like win, win, lose, right? It was win, 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 lose, lose. And you're always playing someone better than you. And so if you get better, you just qualify for better tournaments. And so losing to me was just normal. It's go back and practice and work on both your strengths and your weaknesses and keep getting better. So that's the short abbreviated uh, version of the last, oh, Geez, 15 years now I've transitioned into coaching and get to write some books and do public speaking, consulting, and all of the fun stuff. You guys, if you don't have, Rob has a whole slew of genius um, written books. Lots of them have um, other collaborations from other leaders that you know. I'm looking at them right now. I have I have all of your books in my in my collection, um, uh, right next to some of the some of the very greats. I would consider yours right up there. Um, if you haven't read his books, friends, I kind of want to know what are you reading. Um, if you're looking 
if you're looking to become stronger in this profession, it's so funny to me, Rob, how so many people come into this and it's great to have vision, but so many people don't have a background in networking, a background in marketing, yet for some reason, a couple of weeks in, they're pissed off that they don't have their first customer. And I'm like, hold on, wait a minute. I, you know what I mean? Like there's got to, you know, there's an element of taking ourselves to school and just like in school, you sometimes there's hands-on projects, hands-on lessons, uh, hands-on testing, written testing to test your comprehension. In network marketing, we take what we learn and then go experiment with it and go test ourselves with it. That's really, we're going to have some great conversation around that today because, guys, I have, an, I have a question for you and, and tell us the truth. Would you consider yourself on a scale of one to 10? One, you're not an overlearner at all. Like you don't overlearn. You don't consider yourself an overlearner at all. Or 10, you're like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm addicted to learning. I'm just learning, 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 learning. And I really need to do some more with it. But I, I am just addicted to learning. By the way, friends, there's no judgment here. We are here to help. We are here to help you gear up for 2024. There was a question I wanted to ask you while while I'm curious what people are going to share, Rob. When you said you realized I've been busting my butt in network marketing, earning these these pennies, and then I could actually be working at McDonald's and earn wages that are far more that would pay me more for my time than what I'm doing right now. I love that you also mentioned Jim Rohn because he talks about this. He says, mm -hmm. you know, profits are better than wages. Wages can make you, can create you a, a decent life, but profits can create freedom and a legacy in your life. Guys, drop in the comments. Are you, are you hashtag freedom or legacy? Okay, let us know. I bet you you're one of each or one or the other if you are in network marketing. My question for you is when you were in that moment and realized I'm, I'm working really hard and I'm not getting paid much, what was it about network marketing that you're like, I feel like I feel compelled. I feel drawn to see this thing through. What was it that you saw that most people aren't, a, aren't able to hold on to and fully grasp? Yeah, the guy that was mentoring me, he, I mean, it was abnormal. I mean, the guy had, he had a plane. At the time, it's 2008. He's got the R8, the Iron Man R8 Audi. He's got a sand volleyball court. He's got his pool and his pool house, his tennis court. And then he's got this huge field where he'd have an outdoor theater. And I'm like, what does this guy do? Like, this is just crazy. He doesn't even work. He's at everything and he really did a good job of casting the vision to me and it's not so much what everyone thinks or the way everyone thinks he said many things to me in the beginning he said rob he said you're going to make more sacrifices than you can imagine he said this is going to be the hardest thing you've ever done in your life he said, it's going to be physically, emotionally, mentally, just draining. He said, dealing with the rejections and pushing yourself to do things that you feel really uncomfortable doing. He said, but he said, with all those sacrifices someday, he said, you could have a life like I have. He said, which is every day for me is a birthday. 
every day is an anniversary. He said, every day is a holiday. He said, I don't go to the movies at 7 p.m. He's like, I go to the movies when everybody's working. He said, I'm at every single one of my kids' things. He said, you want to know what my number one hobby is? He said, it's whatever my kids love to do because I love being around them. And I just thought, wow, for me, you know, it's all about those relationships and connections. And then I get my butt kicked. And he says something to me that was just really profound. And we've heard it before in the industry. And he said, this business can be the most underpaid business in the beginning, but the most overpaid business in the end. And that really just say that one more time for the people in the back. This business can be the most underpaid business in the beginning, but the most overpaid business in the end. And I actually later created my own version of the quote that became almost like a mantra. And it got me through these tough times. And I said, compensation always catches up to skill set and effort, but it's almost always massively, that's the key word, massively delayed. And I'll say that again, compensation always catches up to skill set and effort, but it is almost always massively delayed. And so when I'd hear things like the test before the testimony, the struggle before the story, the mess before the message, it made a lot more sense. And that's where you've heard me say before, you know, in our, in our masterminds, you know, I simplified everything up. There's two questions everyone asks themselves, and that's for joining your team. That's for you hitting the next rank. That's even for my huge goals that I have. And it's really simple. It's number one, can I do it? So that's the first question we're answering for ourselves, uh, for our goals, and for every everyone else, whether it's a prospect or team member. Can I do it? Can I do what is required? The second question becomes a little bit harder to answer. Is it worth it? Right? Because <laughs> you could think like, sure, I could do that, but... Is it worth it, Jen? Is it worth it for me to go through possibly four years of it? I mean, Coach Brian Fryer, a good friend, I mean, he went years and years and years without even making a dollar. Is it is it worth it? And I believe that most people really think it's worth it because who in their right mind, let me say this first, this business is actually a get-rich-quick business but it's not what you think. And you're like, well, what? I thought Rob wasn't hype. <laughs> what else could you do that if you actually were deliberate with your time, because 99% aren't, if you were deliberate with your time and in the income producing activities, what else could you do that five years from now, quite likely, not making guarantees, but quite likely you have created a full-time residual income where you've got financial freedom and you got the dream life. Now, some may go a little faster and slower, but I didn't say six months, five years. I don't know what else you could do. I mean, that's fat. If it's seven years, that's fast compared to anything else. But this is where I think people would still be willing to do that. But in their minds, the fact that it's not like a doctor where it's like you go to med school and everything for whatever, 12 plus years. And you've got a certain level of certainty of you're going to get this job. You're going to get paid this amount. 
in their minds, because they don't have that level of certainty, the fear of the unknown kicks in and they just panic. Mm -hmm. And so whether it's after six months or a year, it's like, well, what if, what if this never happens? What if I never make it? What if I put all this time and most of them aren't actually being deliberate with their time, but also it's like, so you're growing as a human being, you're around other positive, like-minded people. You get a dream again. Like there's so many, so many other value uh, values and benefits that you receive that make it worth it. But that fear of the unknown just really, really kicks in. And so people just like, cause we hate not knowing all of us hate not knowing, right? It's like this panic just sets in and, and they think it's easier to quit and it really solves no problems at all. And so that for me is why what helped me get through it. And then going through those, Oh my goodness. Like first time I was in debt in my life, I was like very responsible and paid off my cars with my wife when we were newlyweds and, you know, we owned our place and we had money saved and it was the first time I'd used all the savings and had to get a loan in the car and had debt. And I just, I felt like a failure. Um, felt like a failure. It was, it was really, uh, it was really, 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 really hard. And so that's why I'm very, um, very uh, passionate for helping other people through those times because I went through them many times. Isn't it first off, there were so many, you guys, there were so many mic drops in that. I'm curious, what did he just say that really struck a chord with you? And by the way, anytime that you're connecting on, you know, a conversations like this, or maybe a book or our podcast, if something tugs at you, if something lands on you, I encourage you get in the habit of writing things down yeah. um, because it's on purpose. It's for a reason. And there's always content there. There's always messages to be shared and more of your authentic uh, story um, that could help somebody else in, uh, you know, thinking those the same things that you are or things that you used to grow through, um, not go through, grow through. Big difference. Um, I have to ask you, Rob, what about and you're so right, by the way, you you I feel like you are the epitome of, again, what Jim Rohn says when he says you attract success by the person you become in the mm -hmm. process. So this person that you fought tooth and nail uh, to become you literally now attract some of the most successful people in all of our profession, right? These are people that you intentionally meet up to have conversations with. You learn from them as much as they're learning from you. You've attracted that because of the person you've become over all these years. Um, and I just, I, I wanted to share that. When you said, can I do it, is, um, is it worth it? What did you do intentionally to almost brainwash yourself into believing, yes, I can. Yes, it is worth it. Are there any like little nuggets um, that kept you like talking yourself into Because let's be honest, there's motivation is an inside game, isn't it? <laughs> so many yeah. people are like, oh, you know, I'm just unmotivated. How do I motivate my people? And it's like motivation is such an internal, very personal thing. How did you keep your, and it's necessary, friends, For in sure. this business, right? How yeah. did you keep yourself in that space? Yeah, I mean, so many things. First thing I think of is, you don't. if you lack motivation, what you really lack is vision. Think about that. Like, 
if you lack motivation, like if you're like, I don't want to make 10 new invites this week. Okay, well, let me give you a, a, this is a fake scenario, but could be real. What if I told you if you make 10 new invites this week, you're guaranteed to make $5,000. Now I can't make that guarantee, but all of a sudden, where is your vision? Your vision is like 10 grand, five grand, whatever it is. Like if I make 10 new invites, I get five grand, I'm done. Like it's over, I'm doing it right now. Well, I can't give that to you. Of course, quite possibly, it could be way less. It could be way more. It could be the same. But the vision has to be that, you know, you understand over the course of time, you never know which which new invite will make all of that difference. And so, you know, for me, I, I've got the big vision, the long-term vision. And then, of course, you got to create shorter-term visions to help get you there. Uh, the other thing I teach is, is talk to yourself more, listen to yourself less, because naturally the mind is very protective against uh, your fears and your worst case scenarios in the doomsdays. And so naturally it will be like, well, what if, what if they completely laugh at you or reject you or, you know, and so it's like all these random scenarios. And so for me, I had to learn to talk to myself more and be more rational um, and just say, you know what? So what? If they say no, big deal. Not a big deal. I move on to the next one. I'm that much closer to a yes. And, you know, but also I had to start doing this exercise of anytime I've reached out to new people, I would think of all the reasons why they should say yes, because it used to be the opposite. <laughs> well, Jen, she's too busy. She'll never say yes. Oh, Susie, she's lazy. She, she just watches Netflix all day. She's, she's not going to be interested. Oh, you know, Johnny, he's way too rich. Can't talk to him. Like, yeah, right. I don't have the credibility. Mm -hmm. Oh, pff, Sam, can't talk to Sam because uh, Sam, uh, she's way too poor, right? She's broke. She can't afford anything. Too rich, too poor, too much time, not enough time. It's like we find ways to rationalize why not. And so I had to start this why they would do it before I would reach out to kind of get my brain like, you know, whatever you want to call it, I don't know, frequency, like waves, positivity. I don't even know, right? All I know you're in is- in a different state. You're, you're prepping <laughs> your state. It's like, it just makes a difference. People just sense it. And so for me, I really started focusing um, hard on that <clears throat> and that made a difference. And then I did everything else. Um, I did <laughs> the personal development in the morning because- I felt like that was that was re really if I have the seeds already planted, that was like the sunshine and the water, right? And I wanted to make sure that I got the day started out right. Um, I would do even the little things like affirmation statements, but I would make sure no one was like looking around. My wife didn't even know I had them. That's how embarrassed that was. Like no joke. Like I had all these like random goals that she saw as I started writing books. I put a book. She's like, I didn't know that. I'm like, yeah. She's like, I didn't know you were that scared. I'm like, yeah. I'm like, I didn't tell anyone. Um, I had like the the dream boards. Um, I had like the quotes on the opposite side of the shower so we could see. And even my wife started memorizing them, you know, without even trying to, because they were just there. Um, and so I just surrounded myself with an environment that I couldn't fail. Um, it wasn't a question of if, right? It was when. And so part of your environment is is not just your friends. I mean, that's part of it or family, but it's everything. I mean, for me, it's it's the office, it's the reminders in the phone, it's it's um social media. Like if someone's taking away from my energy, block, unfriend, unfollow, mute, snooze for 30 days, like all of it. Um, I protected 
my environment. I protected my energy. And let's be honest, even with all of that stuff that sounds so good, um, my fears still did win out oftentimes. My fears um, on a scale one to 10 or maybe a 9.7, but my goals, my dreams, my ambitions were a 10. And so overall, I won more battles than I lost. Overall, I won that war. And so it's, I'm just giving you reality. It's not like, oh, well, Rob was just never, of course I had those days where it was like, I got my butt kicked or I wasn't motivated or I fake work. It's like, <laughs> I've been through it all. Like I said, I just failed forward faster than most. Oh, <laughs> that, the, knowing that our, you guys, here's a question for you. Just piggybacking on what Rob just shared. Your environment, our environment, influences us more legitimately than anything else in our world. What's in our immediate proximity, people, what we're looking at, what we're listening to, how what we're consuming, who we're spending our time with. I've always um, taught the analogy of having guardrails, uh, invisible guardrails around our lives. And even if it means, you know, gently and lovingly, keeping some things or people um, outside on the other side of those guardrails. Um, by the way, our views are starting to pick up quite a bit. So this is this is resonating with people, Rob. Thank you for sharing yeah. all of this. That's exactly right, Wilson. You become the environment that you're a part of. And when you were talking about guarding everything, I have socks. These are my socks. And I have like 12 pairs of all kinds all right. of things like this. So when people are like, Cooper, how do you still do it with four kids? Coop, how are you like, you know, do you know, doing the thing and still a nap time CEO? I'm like, I, I, I everything is on purpose, right? When you also said that people are la not lacking motivation, but it's lacking vision. It made me think how true that is, friends. On a scale of one to 10, how clear is your quest? How clear is your vision, your mission, what you are standing for? And not just standing for, you're actually wanting people to be part of your cause. I mean, this sounds mean, and Jen knows I'm not mean, but it's tough love going with what Jen's saying, I always say this, especially my big events, is your why a lie? And people are like, well, what do you mean? Well, why aren't your actions matching your why? If your why is so big, so deep, so profound, so important, why are your actions not matching your why? And when I started thinking about that, that's just like, it hurt enough that it caused me to take enough action. I love this, getting that crystal clarity. And friends, we hope that moving into 2024, um, I said to my team uh, on Monday, I do a mini podcast clip every Monday. I committed to that back in the first week of January this year. We're about to wrap up an entire year. And I said, my wish for you is wishing you a year of clarity in 2024. Because how can guys ask yourself, how can we pursue with greatness? that which we are not crystal clear on. And, and what can we do to get more clear? I find 
like Rob said, the biggest piece of advice besides, you know, I thought this conversation would be more about, you know, getting into action and staying in action are simple disciplines. Guys, that's really the meat and potatoes of your business. The only reason that you may not be where you are is because you don't have clearly defined standards and minimums as to what you know crystal clear without certainty that you're doing each and every day. Um, I would encourage you to, to take some time and sit with that, friends, um, and really pour over it. I also would encourage you to take inventory of your life. Who's around or, uh, your environment? Who's around you? Um, be, be ruthless. Yeah. Be ruthless. Rob and I have standards within our, our guardrails that literally nothing penetrates. We don't allow it. It's a standard, friends. We are where we are now because of the standards we have set. That might be, and I say that with love, but it, but it is true. And friends, many of you know, if you don't know, Rob, I know you just got so many nuggets in less than 30 minutes from this man. And he was so gracious to agree to participate on my upcoming project, The Run With Champions. Not only was he there for the first one, he's coming back for, for cycle two. Um, this is actually my 15th 90-day run. Wow. My, my fit, Actually, no, it might be 16. I think Run With Champions was number 15. I believe this is uh, 16 90-day runs that I have run, I've tested, tweaked, perfected. Friends, each one keeps getting better than the last. And the reason that Run With Champions is so unique is because I literally, with my friends, my circle of champions, we're creating an environment for you. That fail-proof environment that Rob was talking about, when you create that environment that makes it impossible to fail, friends, what would that feel like moving into 2024? Rob, John Melton, Bree Richardson, Joan Robeson, Bryn, Bryn Lang, Marina Simone, all the people. Oh, my God. The Zaleckis. Guys, we have so much greatness coming in to strategically form the winner's ring. That's what I'm calling it, the winner's ring. And we want you to be a part of it. If you want more information on it, drop hashtag champions in the comments below. Or I'll edit my I'll edit the remarks of this so that you guys can get some information. See if it aligns with what you're hoping to accomplish. It may not. It's not for everyone, but it will be for many of you. I assure you of that. Um, Rob, what if you could give one final nugget as far as when it comes to someone that might be tempted to overlearn right now because there's lots mm -hmm. of great information, lots of stuff they're taking in. Moving into 2024, what would you share with someone like that to keep in mind, to keep them on track and keep them progressing forward where they're not in that state of overlearning? You take accountability of how you use your time and you'll be shocked. It's like when you go look at your phone and you look at screen time and a lot of you are like, oh, wow, that's embarrassing, right? Well, do that with your time, right? Because we know time is the most valuable thing we have. It's the most precious asset we have on this life. We don't know... When is our last moment? When is our last day? And so how we utilize that time is, is so precious. And when you start breaking it down to years, it's like, you know, I look at right now with the Christmas season and I'm looking with my in-laws and with my parents and I'm like, I don't know, could be with, with one of those four last Christmas. I know a couple of them are, 
you know, not the healthiest. I don't think that we'll have more than seven or eight Christmases with two of the four. And so it really gives you um, perspective. And so take accountability with your time and look at that. And if you want to go next, next level, um, minimum, you should spend 50% of your time on making new invites. Now, that could be a combination of you making new invites or if your team members are just red hot making it happen. Um, that's okay. If they're putting you in front of new people, we'll count that. But if they're not putting you in front of new people and you're not talking to new people and you find that 90% of your time is spent on these non-income producing activities, then what you're doing is, is you're taking the fuel, which is like the personal development, the trainings, the Zooms, the studying the comp plan, all your secret magical ingredients, like all this stuff, right? And that's fuel. Fuel's great, but you're pouring fuel on dirt. There's no fire. The fire is created through the new invites. And so like I'm focused on the new invites and some of you are like, well, what's, why is there no fire? My business isn't growing. It's like, well, the fire are the new invites, the new contacts, like talking to new people in this business, that's what working is. So working in this business is talking to new people. And so take, just take an accountability and measurement of your time. And if we don't have that, how do we improve it? We're just guessing. Don't guess, take accountability. And run with champions. This was just a warm up, guys. We're just getting warmed up for the real deal here, right? This is just a little sneak peek here. Oh my God. This was so, this was so, this was meaningful for me. And I know that we're, we're at 33 minutes now. I was like, Rob's like, how much should I plan for? I'm like, no more than 30 minutes. I was going to be like, if we knock it out of the park, we'll end it at 20. But I'm like, guys, are you getting some value out of this? Are you enjoying this? Guys, we want you to win. We want you to win, leave nothing left to chance. If you leave your business, whatever day eat or whatever way each day blows you, like whatever way the wind blows you each day, that's a one-way ticket to staying still. You you came here for a reason. You came here with a vision. Do whatever it takes to protect that vision. It's so funny you you're talking about new conversations. I know some people are like, social media is so hard. Like, you know, people aren't even seeing it. I get crickets mm. on my stuff. Guys, I put out a lot of content and I noticed a significant decline in my visibility and in my reach on social media. And I am so, I feel so passionately about this run with champions. What do y'all think I did? Yesterday, what do you think I did? I literally went through all my contacts, all my special humans in network marketing. I literally reached out to, just reached out to connect. And some people brand new, probably, I think yesterday, I think I got through like 52, just yesterday. But I did that because my result is non-optional. When your result in your business becomes non-optional, and part of the reason I feel this way is because I know people like Rob and people like, you know, John Melton and all my other friends are going to be part of this, this fire ring that we're creating. Y'all got to be a part of it. And I, I'm going to make sure that I invite as many people to take a look at it as I can. But I got, I literally went old school, Rob, old school, reaching out to people, reaching out to new people. Hey, I'm seeing we're friends, but we've never really connected. Tell me about yourself. Like, that is exactly what your next year should be about. 
Don't get distracted with automation. Don't get distracted with funnel builds and sales pages and ad spend and all this stuff that quite frankly, I believe until you are building a six figure business, it's not quite necessary. Rob, what do you think? hundred percent. And even some people, right. When they hit six figures, they haven't dialed it in enough yet. So, um, I mean, that's it. That's like, that's bare minimum. So for sure. Agree. Don't get distracted friends. I promise you, you can do this. It's going to take some intention. It's going to take some preparation. Um, but we want nothing more than to see so many of you um, up and rising this next year. They're, the crowd is parting for you, friends. Are you ready for it? Are you here for it? Let us know in the comments. Drop some flame emojis. Rob, thank you for sharing right. this with us. And I, I'm already so excited for your session with Run With Champions. It's gonna be off the chain. Just, we're just getting warmed up and uh, you make interviews fun and easy and appreciate all of you for tuning in. Let's go Let's go take some of these uh, wisdom or nuggets or, or insights or reminders, whatever they are, and let's go take some massive action. Yes. All right, friends. Happy holidays to you. Go action your face off. And we can't wait to celebrate you in the new year with all your new successes. Take care, guys.